What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in to Cruiser Radio, episode 13. I'm your host, Wesley Hill. Join with Chad Rice on this podcast. And we have a special guest this week, four-time world champ, Mr. Rich Froning is in the house. We're super excited to get to talk to him about the experience he's had over the past couple years being a professional CrossFitter. And on top of that, we're going to go in deep about his experiences hunting, what he loves and doesn't love about hunting. This is going to be a great episode, guys. Let's get into it. So, uh, 99. 99. so I can at least say that I'm so you and not a delinquent. The age, then. Yeah. So he graduated the year after I, the year before, yeah, after I did. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he graduated in 18. I graduated in 17. Sounds about right. Yeah. He was he's, actually in the shop he, a couple of days ago. He's actually okay. like yeah. probably 15 years old internally yeah. older <laughs> than what he says he is. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you joke. meant like he was younger. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> we always joke that Angelo's the yeah. oldest 20 whatever year old he is because yeah. of his body just as much as he put his body through. So Yeah, yeah that's funny. Yeah, I remember uh, in high school, everybody was like, yo, did you know we, we go to the school with the world's fittest kid? I was like, I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, no, no, Angelo. Yeah. Are we recording right now? Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. That's always good. You always got to get the, we, <laughs> with our podcast, I'm like, hey, let's stop talking until we, we start. Yeah, let's yeah, just yeah. Go ahead and start because it's just random nonsense. But yeah, yeah. yeah. It works. Yeah, Angelo, <clears throat> we joke because Angelo's done my life in reverse. Okay. So he won the CrossFit Games as a teen, and then he was a nice. firefighter. Okay. I was a firefighter and then won the game. So we, we joke that there you, Angelo's, go. you know, we're living life in reverse. Exactly. So you're four world time champion. Is four, that what? Four time individual champion and then six time on a team. Six time on a team. Yeah. So there's probably a lot of people that don't know they have no who clue you are. What I do. Yeah. Um, that might listen. I mean, there's a lot to do, obviously. Uh, but, you know, kind of explain. Yeah. So uh, grew up here, ten, or we're in Cookville. Yeah, yeah. most yeah. people yeah. probably know that we're in Cookville, right? Yeah. Um, went here, went to Cookville High School, like we just said. I uh, went to Tennessee Tech, got my undergrad in exercise science. In that process, uh, one of my professors was like, and was a firefighter. I did, I actually worked at Station Two, just right down the road for a yeah. long time. And um, kind of in that process of getting my undergrad, they had this program where you could work as a full time firefighter. So I did that for four years, and then my final semester, the head strength and conditioning coach was one of the professors and said, uh, hey, you're obviously into working out because you're getting your degree in this. But uh, he said, you should check out this thing called CrossFit. It's a lot of military, police, fire are doing it. You should try it out. And so that was 2009, I guess. So I started doing CrossFit in 2009. Didn't really even know you could compete. Uh, Me and my cousin started doing it, opened up a gym over north of town. And in that process, found out that you could compete in CrossFit. And the next year, uh, decided to, hey, let's give it a shot. Didn't really think I had any real chance at qualifying for what they call the CrossFit Games. And um, they have, a, at that point, they had a, a qualifier called uh, sectionals. And then from sectionals, you went to regionals if you were the top 15. From regionals, the top five went to the CrossFit Games. And so that first competition, there was like 70 guys. I showed up. We were on our way to spring break and thought, yeah, I don't belong here. <laughs> um, you know, after, after yeah, day one, yeah. if I'm not in the top, you know, at least 20 striking distance, we'll go ahead and get an early jump on spring break. Yeah. And so uh, finished the first workout, and uh, my cousin goes to check the leaderboard, and he comes back and has this real weird look on his face. He's like, you actually won that workout. And so Dang. I thought, hey, we'll, we'll hang out a little bit longer. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I ended up winning <laughs> that yeah. sectional, went to regionals, won my regional, and then went to the CrossFit Games and got second in 2010 and then the next four years won on a as an individual and then um, when we had our first daughter in 2014 that was my last year as an individual I just there's kind of a a crazy obsession to be the best in the world or anything you got to be obsessive yeah and I I didn't want to do that um, to my kids and to my daughter so I, I stepped aside and I still was super competitive and obsessive but I could at least disconnect um, being on a team you know the team competition used to be uh, three men and three women on a team Mm -hmm. and then after a couple years they switched it to from two to two men and two women and uh, that was a lot more fun for me growing up playing team sports I played high school baseball here and a little bit of football so that got back to the team thing and it wasn't just all about me and so in that process we've you know grown a business here and we have CrossFit Mayhem in town and, and do a lot of different things so that's been 
I mean, 13 years. We were yeah, talking about long, I'm 30. Yeah. We were talking about 35. Yeah, and, you yeah. know, I've got all these kids that come and train with us now, and they're all 20s, and I don't think anything about it. And then I'm like, man, I'm I'm a third yeah. more of your age. This is yeah, ridiculous. It's crazy. Yeah. So it's it's uh it's been a good run, but yeah, 35. It's it's there. We're there. Golly. Yeah, I always forget how old Wesley is, and I'm like, golly, dude, you're like a baby. <laughs> I know, you just think you're like, oh, I'm the same age. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, no, I'm not even close. You actually. know, it's pretty funny because I do the same thing, but the other way around. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, all my old. friends are like <laughs> Older, 35, yeah. which I don't have a problem with. But then it's like, they're like, dude, you're 23. I'm like, am I though? Yeah, like, no. I kind of feel like I'm 35 right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I'll give it to Wesley. He doesn't act like he's 23 most of the time. Dude, I try my hardest <laughs> not to. Yeah, try my hardest. Yeah, no, um, but yeah, dude, that's awesome, man. So you started a gym before you even started competing, you said, right? Yeah, me and uh, me and my cousin, he, I, he graduated high school. Long story short, he was one of six boys. Um, the two older of the six passed away. One of them was my best friend in the world. Yeah. Uh, we were 12 days apart, and he, he passed probably two years before mm-hmm. that. And so he wasn't in any type of trouble, but he went from being the middle kid to being the oldest, and it, yeah. was, mm-hmm. it was tough on him. So I wanted to get yeah. him out of just just to get him a break, and so we moved yeah. him down here after as soon as he graduated. And, yeah. and his mom was like, you have to get him a job. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, we'll give him a job. <laughs> and then we yeah. decided, hey, let's let's start a gym. Let's start a gym. And uh, we actually started it in uh, like a gymnastics place. A friend of ours had a gymnastics kind of kids studio thing, and they gave us a corner for free. And so oh, that's cool, really, man. though, we didn't really make any money. We were just worked out a lot, and people would be like, oh, I, I can't really afford it. And we're like, well, what can you afford? They're like, I don't know, 20 bucks? We're like, yeah, yeah, sure, that'll work. That'll work. But, uh, <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't make any money, but yeah. uh, we got really fit. And yeah, so, there you um, go. Yeah, that was, uh, that was 2009. Led you, led so you down when, this um, path. So. Yeah. so I remember when you guys were beside CyberTech. Yep, yep. Yeah, so how long were you guys there before you built the new building? So what happened was we had the original place. When I, um, after, I guess, 2011, that professor that I said, he ran a CrossFit gym out of the strength and conditioning facility here at Tech. And he was like, hey, why don't you go? Why don't we just merge into one? Yeah. Because I was working as an assistant strength coach. And so it just made sense. And so we did that for a year. So that would have been 2011 till early 2012. And then 2012, um, I actually stepped away from Tech. And really, I mean, I trained in my garage, but we were thinking, hey, let's let's start a gym again and, you know, figure out kind of long-term what this is going to be. And so that's when we moved into um, over there next to Ralph's. Okay. Ralph's and yeah. CyberTag. We were there. And then I want to say in 18, eight, yeah, about 18, we, that building over yeah. where we're at now, um, it used to be Design Drive. I don't, you know, it's now Rich Froning Way, which is really weird. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, I was about yeah. to say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, my kids love it because they hear yeah. it on the radio now that yeah. that, um, uh, Southern uh, Landscapes over there now. They're yeah. like, they just said your name, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. it's funny. Um, that was not my idea. But so we moved over there. <laughs> that building has been around since like 96, but yeah. we put a lot of work into yeah. it. Yeah, I've been in there because you guys had a, um, like a physical therapist in the front for the yep. long time. Yep. We had a, I was a doing chiropractor. Yeah, yep. yeah, I was doing video work for them for oh, a little nice. while. Okay, cool. So yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. we had the chiropractor in the front, and then now it's a coffee shop. So we've got that over there, and then all all of our offices too. It's like uh, we've got a full blown media team there now, and and then you know some other front end type yeah. stuff, office stuff. So wow, that's well, wild, dude. It used to be like a. Um, because it was named Design Drive, it used to be. Because yeah, I used to axe, be in Axe and not Axe Interiors. It was um, some interior. Yeah, because I used to do. Uh, I used to have a construction company yeah. before I started this, and I used to work for those guys a little bit. I yeah. think. Yeah, it was uh, yeah. Apex or something like that, and then something, it sat vacant yeah. for a long time. Yeah, and it was like the showroom was up front, mm-hmm. and then the warehouse was in the back. So That's right. We, That's wild. Yeah, it's been good. It's been a good run for sure. Mm-hmm. We've been blessed. Yeah, it's pretty funny because, uh, like, there's I'll just travel every once in a while. And it's like a couple of years ago, we went to LA and we're passing all these gyms. But it's like they've got all of Mayhem stuff just yeah. like posted. It's just like, wow, it's like that's hometown to me. It's kind of uh, crazy. Yeah. But, it's, I mean, like I said, we get, a, we get a lot of people through here. And, and now, especially, we, well, a lot of our business is, is online. So we do yeah. know, individual programming, but a lot of gyms use our programming. So there's like 1,500 gyms now across the world that oh, use Mayhem's so cool, programming. So, Do you ever expect it to get this big? No, no, not at all. I never thought I could really make a living yeah. uh, working out. So it's it's been, like I said, it's been awesome. You know, every year after I'd win the games, I'm like, all right, eventually this is going to 
it's going to run out and I'm going to go back to the fire department. And, and I just haven't been back to the fire department yet. Yeah. You know, You're so. just still waiting for yeah, that I'm day. Yeah, still waiting for that day. <laughs> what, what do they call that? Like imposter syndrome. Yeah, right? it really. It doesn't feel right. I'm like, nah, at, at any moment, this is all going to stop, you know, yeah. and I'm going to wake up. So it's, like I said, we've, we've got, it's been fun. I can relate to that. I for know, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah man. That's cool. Yeah. Well, walking through there upstairs reminds me of, yeah, it's just, it just happens. Yeah. Just make it happen, you know? Just yeah. make it happen, man. Just put your nose to the grindstone and get after it. I mean, yep. You know, it's American dream, right? That's right. Yeah, it is. So that's pretty cool, man. And then, uh, like, how many employees do you guys have now? Uh, full time, there's probably fifteen of us or more, and then part time. I mean, we have so many coaches and you know college kids that yeah. are coaching and TJ. Uh, yeah, TJ. TJ Carl. Yeah. Old TJ. Yeah. yeah. Old TJ. TJ's uh, he's one of a kind. That's for sure. Yeah, he's a yeah. funny one. Yeah. Yeah, he cracks me up, man. Yeah. So TJ's a good one. Uh, TJ was with us for full time for a little while, and then now I think he's like selling solar panels or something mm-hmm. yeah I don't, I don't even know <laughs> I don't either. he tried to explain it to me but i couldn't get it i don't get it yeah yeah, yeah. so no yeah tj's a good one so then we have probably another 20 or 30 more coaches on the, on top of our full-time employees Tagum. so not only do you have um crossfit mayhem but you also have frowning farms yep. as well so yep. explain to me what that is yeah so that was uh me and matt billings my childhood friend uh best friend growing up he lives we lived about a mile grow- to a mile apart growing up, mm-hmm. and then we both kind of moved off the mountain. We both were firefighters at the same time, uh, but you know, still best friends, and still lived in Cookville. And then we both eventually built back, built houses back up where we're from on on the mountain, Pfeiffer Mountain, <clears throat> and we had land kind of between us, about halfway between us. He's probably a quarter mile or a half mile from me, and then we have you know 160 acres that was just kind of sitting there and so we thought hey let's let's start a farm more or less just so the kids had something to do because you know nowadays kids with technology and Mm -hmm. then especially thrown into the situation where uh they could be brats you know like with what what all is at their fingertips um we were like hey let's let's start a farm and so matt had a little bit of a cattle background where when we were firefighters he would do that on his off days and so that was the plan and I threw a wrench into the plan. I was like, hey, everybody does cattle. Yeah. yeah. Let's do uh, bison. Yeah. And he's like, well, I don't really know anything about bison. I said, yeah, but they look cooler on a T-shirt. And kind of yeah. the idea was <laughs> yeah, like, no all right, we'll, we'll do some T-shirts and some hats and yeah. stuff to to fund the farm. I mean, yeah. you can't make money on a farm these days. It's just almost impossible. And yeah. uh, turns out it is pretty cool and people liked it. And then um, in that process, you know, we started doing some meat sticks and jerky and bars and stuff like that. And it has done really well. And turns out you can make a, make a, farm a little business. bit of a and so, living. <laughs> and so that That's kind cool. of the, you know, we started that tagline into the storm and people have loved it. And just the stories of like, Hey, you know, cause the, the whole idea behind it is bison out West. If they see a storm, they, they head into it. Cause the idea is you're going to move through that storm faster. And yeah. so a lot of people and have, have connected with that and we get, man, so many stories of cool stories of people that are going through something that, um, you know, anything in life that you, any, anything that's easy, nothing really great comes out of it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. You know, when you push into not necessarily look for trouble, but you know, lean into hardships and, yeah. and it makes you better. And so. That's one of the cool things we've seen with the the whole end of the storm thing is people love it. And, you know, we had this lady that uh, the other day we had a, an event, a big event at the game or at the gym. And this lady walks in with an end of the storm shirt and she had tallies. And so she had was had gone through cancer and her chemo treatments. She'd put a tally every time oh. she'd gone through those Golly. chemo treatments. And so crazy. Pretty cool. And Matt yeah. and Kelly, they honestly, they run the, the back of house and do a lot of the business side of stuff. And they're awesome about like when people reach out and say, hey, this has really meant something. They, you know, we send something and, and, and kind of support that. So awesome. it's been cool. Been really yeah. cool. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool, man. So when uh, I want to get into hunting, obviously, yep, that's what we're, that's why that's we're, what here. we're here to yep. do. Yep. So, but uh, when did you start hunting? Have you always hunted? What so, does that look like? Yeah. So growing up, I, you know, was born in Michigan. Don't hold that against me. We moved here when I was That's four. Okay. So we got to end, end this right now. I know, right? We're <laughs> done. Kidding. We're done. Sorry. Um, I was born in Mount Clemens, so it's okay. a little bit northeast of Detroit. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, probably an hour. And yeah, my whole family's from like the okay. Oxford area. Oh, okay, cool. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So all my family still lives up there, and unfortunately, all my sports teams. But um, <laughs> yeah. so uh, we moved here when I was four, though. So Tennessee is home for me, yeah. and we still oh, yeah. visit there a lot. But Tennessee's home, and. Um, so my uncle was really, a couple of my uncles were really big into it. So a couple of times I'd go out and sit with them. Um, my dad 
would hunt every once in a while. You know, I, I still have memories of seeing him walking out of the woods, but he was super impatient. So he didn't like to sit, and he was also super impatient with me. So he yeah. didn't want to watch me try to sit either. So I never really hunted a ton growing up. Like I'd walk yeah. out and try to shoot some squirrels or stuff with yeah. you know with a BB yeah. gun, that type of stuff. Um, I always wanted to hunt, but just never really had the the background. And I'd say, I guess it's been about ten years ago. I had a good friend of mine um, in Livingston or Rickman, um, Charles Peak, and mm-hmm. he he was like, I I don't think you like whitetail. He hates whitetail. He's like, but I think. I think turkey, turkey would match your style of hunting. And man, that's when I really got into hunting and just, you know, running after him, chasing after him, not sitting still. There's like a, you know, kind of an active strategy, not that there's no strategy to whitetail, but you're just kind of sitting and waiting and I can't, it's just not my personality. Yeah. Yeah. And man, I fell in love with turkey hunting and Mm -hmm. through that process, I did that probably four or five years. And uh, somebody was like, you need to try elk because, because it's a similar hunting style. Yeah. It's just a way bigger animal. And so that's when my obsession with elk hunting started. And so that's been going on for five years. So we went to Montana one year, took a year off. Uh, I think one of my kids was born or something, you know, they screw everything up. And then uh, <laughs> we went to Colorado just because it was so much easier to get tags and yeah. trying yeah. to learn the system yeah. of all that stuff. So you can just get an over the counter tag and go screw it up yourself, you know? So we went to Gunnison for two years, had a couple opportunities, had a buddy that should have taken a shot and it didn't happen. You know, we'd go on these week long trips. And then finally this year, TJ was with me when we yeah. actually killed one. So I uh, killed a bull early spring, I mean, early spring, early fall, and then uh, actually went out for third rifle season, killed a cow this year. So sick, dude. So finally, yeah. finally. And then now, now I'm basically addicted to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And just yeah, the, I get that. the feeling and the, the just, man, it's awful. It's the worst thing ever. Yeah. but it's awesome at the yeah. same time it's that type two fun it's it like really it is. is it sucks in the moment and then you it look back on it such a like, grind such a grind yeah yeah like you finally love did it, it. Yeah. love it we've uh you know the last couple of years it's get up at 6 a.m luckily one of my buddies <clears throat> or a guy that we met and now is a good friend he makes uh it's called nz campers they're just basically you know, an enclosed Box trailers, trailer. Yeah, and then I he, saw that at NWTF. Dude, yeah. They're awesome, and Sweet, so it's man. just a four. We, we sleep five guys in there. It's got four fold down bunk beds. We throw a mattress in the back, mm-hmm. and for a week we just go out there. As soon as you get up, we go. As soon as you get back, you start packing for the next morning, packing mm-hmm. your food, and then you know we're out there from six a.m. to seven or eight at night, and just grinding. And yeah. uh, are you guys spike camping at all? Or you- uh, we every year we're like, yeah, we're gonna do that. We're going to do that, and we just never do. You just know? hike back, yeah. Hike back, and then yeah. it's like, it just depends on where we're going to go, a couple couple hour or a couple-minute drive back. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, we're putting in, shoot, anywhere from 10 to 13 miles a day just yeah. just going. Yeah. Trying to get as far away from pressure as you can. If you're over the, over the counter, public land yeah. hunting, that's that's basically the name of the game. So, mm-hmm. it was, Yeah, I mean, there you, you got to compete really hard with people out there and – yeah, not only are you competing with people, you're competing with an animal. Yeah, it's, it's basically yeah. a ghost. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, yeah, and I don't know how a you know huge animal like that can just disappear. You know what I mean? It blows my mind. You yeah. know, so like in the fall, we're looking for sign, looking for mm-hmm. you know just scat, shit, piss, yeah. whatever you're looking yeah. for, yeah. right? Yeah. And then we go on that rifle hunt, and we were on uh, some private land, but it was all surrounded by BLM. Yep. And, you know, I'm, we're hiking around, and I'm like, oh, there's some sign. He's like, yeah, that's cool, but look over there. Yeah. There's elk everywhere. Yeah. And so it just made me realize probably, like, and they're just up in the woods, kind of just. On the private, right? On the private. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, we're right, right next to public, but yeah. you're just like, there's no telling. The only reason we saw these is because it had snowed, mm-hmm. and so you could just see them back yeah. against yep. the snow. Yep. There's no telling now how many I've walked by, how many hundreds I've probably walked yeah. by just, you know, in the woods. Because, yeah, you know, exactly. what we'll do is in the morning, you know, you'll go up, we'll find a spot, we'll sit, we'll glass, we'll listen. If we don't see anything, we might middle of the day just, you know, slow creep through some timber. And we've, we've bumped a couple by doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no telling how many we've just walked by because, you know, you're there's leaves on the trees, there's the, the blow down, there's all kinds of stuff. And so yeah. it's, man, there's just something to it. There's, it's a... It's the hardest thing mentally, physically it's really hard, but mentally, emotionally, the roller coaster you yeah. go through. Well, their their whole thing is survival. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. like they're out there just to, I mean, you know, they're living, yeah. living surviving. Yeah. Yep. 
you know we're trying to get in the middle of it <laughs> you know so they're you know they're good at what they do and it's yeah it's tough man so that's my favorite thing is on you know on my social media obviously you guys are probably your social media is mostly hunters so what you guys post is probably um received a lot very well very well differently than mine you know i i get some death threats and certain <laughs> oh, things like that and my favorite is like this defenseless animal and i'm like you have no idea no clue no we, clue we talk about that all the time just like the difference between getting meat from a store and actually going and getting it yourself mm -hmm. yeah. just like the whole quality of the meat by itself and also yeah. just the respect respect man yeah. I, I don't waste any of that meat yeah. you know yeah. like it's it's my my favorite is you know so i i, I might have poked the bear a little bit with one of my posts this <laughs> this year of course and, why not and, you know i'm to the point in my life yeah. you know like when you when you get older you're just like screw it i don't yeah, care whatever, you know man. like yeah. either you like me or you don't and um yeah. i i i think the what really set people off was, you know, I, I, in the post I said, if you're a vegetarian or vegan, I can respect that. And, mm -hmm. and I think that's what's wrong with this country is we can't respect other people's opinions. We don't have to agree with people, but we can yeah, respect yeah. it. Like, hey, I yeah. can see where you're coming from. Yeah. I don't agree with you, but I can see it, and I can see how this might offend you, and I'm sorry. But people who eat meat and are against hunting, not not that if you don't hunt, but if you're against hunting and you eat meat. Yeah, if I you're an anti-hunter and you eat meat, it's... Yeah. I said you're a coward. It's an and oxymoron. I, and I, I think I, I, that was <laughs> Yeah, really but that's pretty people. accurate, man. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> you know? it takes a lot. Like, there's, you know, there is a bit of remorse when you yeah. kill something. Like, oh, there totally is. And yeah. I don't think people understand. They're like, oh, you're just going out there to, like, you know, act like you're in the military because, you know, yeah. wearing camo and stuff like that. Yeah, and, yeah. And people are, you know, you're just going out there to, you want to kill something, you sociopath, and you're just, you have no idea. Yeah. You know, I have no, no idea. No clue. You know, when people see us celebrate after a kill, it's not it's not celebrating the death of the animal. Man. No, it's no. celebrating the hard work, the, hard work yeah. the, the grind, the amount of hours, the amount of miles you put on your feet, you know. The, yeah. the brotherhood. Yeah, or, you yeah, know, yeah. The, yeah. The, camaraderie. You know, camaraderie yeah. of, you know, like there's four or five guys that I hunted hard with this yeah. year. And just to have that. And yeah, man. for me this year, the there was, uh, so I made, we were sitting here. I don't know if TJ's told you the the whole story. We we hiked and this is last day. We're only doing a half day hunt. And mm -hmm. we'd found this wallow earlier in the week. And when I'd gotten up to kind of sun, because I was, it was cold. It was like 40 degrees and sitting mm -hmm. there, you get chilly. So I'm sitting in this, I kind of move over to a spot. It's in the sun in yeah. this wallow. <clears throat> and I look down and there's two carcasses. One mm, probably yeah. a week old and one two weeks old. And then I look up and there's a tree stand right next to us. I'm like, dang, didn't see yeah, that, you know? Yeah, so we're yeah. like, well, nothing's probably coming through here. You know, there's too much death here. Yeah. Well, so we we move on and we, we're in the same area. It's this uh, kind of pocket of BLM um, with a bunch of private around it. And so the last day, we're, or second to last day, I'm glassing this hill and I see this an elk. I, I don't, it was so far away. I couldn't tell if it was a bull or a cow. I didn't have a spying scope, just using my binos. And, uh, I see it get up and kind of work its way back. And we're looking at this hillside where that wallow would have been. And so we see him, see it working back. And so the next morning we're like, we know there's an elk over there. Let's just go. And so yeah. that morning we get up and we're, we're kind of messing with these bulls that we could see on private or private just to like have some, you know, some type of excitement to yeah, see yeah, some bulls yeah, yeah. Google exactly. it. like i mean yeah. these things are going crazy just to interact with but they know exactly what's going what's on coming. i mean yeah. and tj tj was there and, and yeah. we're just having him every time this big bull would bugle tj would just cut him off and yeah. he was getting pissed Fired and then you'd see up. like three or four more bulls come down there's 30 cows yeah. it's all on public land completely landlocked with private and they're Golly. just staring at you like whatever so for 30 minutes yeah. and finally we're like all right, let's go. Let's quit messing yeah. around. And so we get up over this hill, and we go to this heavy timber spot. We sit there for a little bit. Yep. Uh, a couple other guys go walk around a little bit. They come back, and we're like, let's go sit at this wallow, right? Mm -hmm. Let's just go see. That's that's the one chance we yeah. know, right? So we get there. Uh, TJ blasts a bugle. My one buddy goes down, starts raking trees and doing mm -hmm. whatever, makes a couple cow calls, right? We're sitting there. And only cell phone service I'd found on the whole mountain. I'm like, screw it. NFL Sunday ticket. Lions are about to start. Yeah. yeah. Let's watch the Lions. So I yeah. dig my phone into the the dirt and we're just kind of sitting there and we're in kind of like a up the hill a little bit, all staring down at this uh this wallow. And I just happened to have my bow in my hand and arrow knocked. You know, yeah. like yeah. just perfect. Yeah. And my buddy gets up, goes up, talks to one of the other guys, comes down, sits a little off to my right, but in front of me, and goes, Bull. 
Yeah. I'm like, what do you no say? No way. He goes, bull elk, and just points like this. He's just dead still. Yeah. We're no cover, no nothing. Yeah. Yeah. We all just sit there for 11 minutes. TJ has the whole video on his phone, the iPhone video. Like, mm-hmm. we did a whole uh, YouTube video um, that's more, like, polished, I guess. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, it's 11 minutes long where this thing walked in completely silent, and there's two trees that standing behind, and it would just look up, stare at us, look down, look around, look back up, stare at us, and just did that for 11 minutes. Golly, And dude. so I'm like full yeah. on, like, <laughs> shaking. I'm shaking. Yeah. My heart, it feels like my bino case is hitting my yeah, yeah. bow because it's like my heart is racing. And so... Finally, one of the times he turns around, I decide to put my um, release on the D-loop. And so I'm sitting there kind of like this. Or no, first, I guess I, I, so I just switched to a single pin. Yeah. And so I adjusted my range to 40 yards. I have no idea why. I ranged a bunch of trees, but in that moment, you completely forget. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, you know, I, I believe in God and I believe this is the reason why I did it, but I put yeah. it on 40, right? Yeah. And so I put it on 40 for some reason. He turns around, so I stop. Another time he turns around to look away, I de-loop. <clears throat> well, he's behind two trees. Like I said, just his head. You can just see his antlers look down. And you're like, at some point, you're almost like, this is torture. Because he's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, he's right there. He yeah. is right there. And so there's about 15, 10, 15 yards. There's a tiny little opening that if you had to take a prayer shot, like it would be an ethical shot. It'd be right in the kill zone, but it's mm. probably going to hit some, you know, yeah. it's, it's going to do something. Yeah. yeah. But I'd made my mind up. I'm not like we let we let one walk, uh, or mm-hmm. I let my buddy take a shot three years ago. This of this bedded bull, 54 yards. Instead of taking a right down the shooting lane, he'd step down, pop some logs or some uh, twigs, and it ran off. But I, anytime I close my eyes, I can see this thing. Yeah. Right? So yeah. I was like, this is not happening to me again. Yeah. And so he goes to walk back, and so I draw, and I just switched to left-handed this year because uh, I had a, I've got a shoulder issue with my left shoulder, and the the stability on the front side hurts my left shoulder. So, okay. So I can yeah. I can draw fine. So I've switched, and so he starts to walk, and I've made my mind up. If he walks into that window, yeah, you're I'm letting one fly. Letting yeah. it fly, yeah. And so my one buddy's like, wait, 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 and I don't know if he couldn't <laughs> see the window that I had, but as soon as that thing gets to that window, it stops. Oh my goodness! Turns around and then starts coming into where we're at, into that yeah. wallow. And as soon as it clears those trees, whack! But it sounds like it hit the bone. tree. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it hit the bone. But it sounded like I sounded oh, a tree. Geez. And it was. It looked high. And my buddy's like, I, I the the emotion, because which is good. Like it's cool that Scott, our video guy, got it all. Mm-hmm. But I thought like the. The despair yeah. that I would just taken this shot. Yeah. I was the one that took the shot. There's four of us there. Yeah. I blew it. I missed this thing high. All the, like everything starts rolling through my yeah. head, and I like that's the most yeah. disappointed. One of the most disappointed I've you ever. You can been see in my the life. physical it pain on really, your face, like, <laughs> it, like watching it again. I'm yeah. like, man, like uh. the feeling, and I'm just like, and TJ's like, yeah, yeah, you missed high. <laughs> of course, DJ, TJ. And so uh, we're sitting there and we're like, all right, let's wait like four or five minutes. Maybe he'll circle back because we heard him run off and crash. Yeah. yeah. So we're like, maybe he'll come back five minutes later. We're nothing. So we're like, let's go find the arrow. So we're walking down and <clears throat> I'm looking at where I was sitting and because uh, we're sitting up on this hillside and I'm looking up and I'm like, all right, it's got to be stuck in this tree somewhere. It has to. Yeah, for sure. And uh, we're looking around and nothing, nothing, nothing. Finally, my buddy's like, I found it. And it's just covered in blood. And then the reaction. Yeah, dude. Yeah, like everybody's freaking out. It was cool. And then we start playing like, I'm like, was it a good shot? You know, like what kind of, you know, did I. What what kind of blood is this? Yeah, you start playing that game too. And so we go back up and we sit for about 30, 35 minutes and we walk down. And then we start finding just tiny patches of blood. We're like, yeah. Um, you know, then you start good. playing more games, good, yeah. and then all of a sudden, like it starts opening up a lot, yeah. and then on a tree, it just looks like the thing just blew Spraying. out. And, sure. uh, so we, as soon as we saw that, I looked down, and it's just laid up down to the left. It probably ran off about fifty, sixty yards. Golly, and dude. just the Perfect. the emotion, man. Oh yeah, man, just and even seeing the first that's the first elk I've seen up close, dead, and man, it yeah. was like. It's so, and you've been hunting memory. for five years. Five years too. hard. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was like, gonna ask. We yeah. went, we went rifle the first year. We went rifle guided. And it was it was a year in Montana, and it was 
the guy was like, this is the hottest it's been. It was like 80 degrees every single day. Mm -hmm. And so basically we bow hunted with rifles. He was like, this is the only way I know how to do it. And this guy, he didn't know who I was at first. And so he was kind of like, oh, we'll take it easy. And good story about billing, <laughs> billings on this trip, yeah. my buddy Matt. Yeah. He, uh, we ran him into the ground the first day. And so Matt had to like tree <laughs> think, stand hunt for the next three I, days. I, oh, I think gosh. I heard this. I think Matt told me this yeah. story. He's like, Matt, I couldn't hang. <laughs> Matt was like peeing blood. Yeah. And he oh, thought he was going to die. Jeez. And uh, so Golly. me and, but this guy figured out who I was. So we, he was like, all right, if, uh, if you want to go, we'll Let's go. go. Hard. And so we went and yeah. nothing. We didn't see one elk. We be. stepped out of the truck the first morning and heard one bugle probably 30 yards from the truck. And I'm like, mm. here we go. Yeah. yeah. And never saw another elk. So I, I, I say that to say I learned a ton yeah. um, from Matt, the guy out there, Matt, um, about elk hunting. The guide, so, right. The guide. Yeah. And so for the next couple of years, we just kind of went on our own kind of self-guided in Gunnison. And you, <laughs> and you said that was in... Montana. Correct. The first one was in Montana, nice. and then yep. uh, the, the last shoot, last three, yeah, now have been in uh, Colorado. Colorado. This, this was a little, yeah, this was a little different spot where we went this year. Um, a funny story about that is the first couple of days we went up, we were at probably, we'd camp around 9,000 feet, and then we would go, we'd drive, you know, a little bit and then hike back five, six miles and kind of start hunting technically. Yeah. And uh, we were going up. 11,000 feet. Hey, let's go as far away from everybody as we can. First day we had a, we had a little run in with a bull. We thought he was a little farther off and turned out he was, we thought he was about 200 yards away. The way it sounded, he was more of like just kind of a locator bull or locator call. Mm -hmm. And so we're trying to close the gap a little before we call. And I go into this rock depression and about 30 yards from where we were, this thing jumps up and takes off. So you're just mentally, it's a heartbreak. And yeah. so, um, yep. and so, we hunted there for three or four days, and then uh, somebody saw that trailer then said Froning Farms, and so a uh, guy walks up. He's like, hey, is Rich here? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm right here. <laughs> and Lane, Lane from Madison, Wisconsin, and yeah. uh, he comes down. Yeah, shout out to him. And Lane, I, I got to give it to Lane because yeah. we were uh, we we're hunting 11,000 feet, and he's like, where are you guys hunting? We're telling him, and he's like, oh, we've had uh, seven encounters in six days. I'm like, whatever, dude. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, you guys want to know where? And we're like, uh, <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so he shows, us, <laughs> yeah. he shows yeah. us on Onyx where it's at. Yeah. And so, dude, it was like 8,200 feet. Everything had been pushed down. Uh, and this was this okay. like, yeah. what we were hunting was 90% uh, public and about 10% private. There's a unit yeah. next to it. It's about probably left, the opposite, maybe 10 to 20% private or public and, and 80% um, private. And so there was just these patches of... BLM land that you could yeah. like this one spot we found that he'd found it was like a sliver that came across the road that was like the only way into this big patch was up this just nasty hill hill um, mountainside yeah and then it was this huge spot of BLM that's where we end up killing it but yeah he was like yeah man this let me show you where it's at it's pretty like, good yeah <laughs> yeah yeah of course <laughs> and so I mean we saw elk there every day nothing you know we had a bull within probably a hundred yards and then TJ. TJ about out angled me on this bull. We walk in the first morning to that spot and mm -hmm. uh, we have one calling and he's in this elk brush and he's coming and less than a hundred yards. And I set up here on this kind of with this brush and then TJ angles me and I'm my, the whole time. I'm like, if this bull walks out, I'm shooting TJ in the back of the head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> TJ's going to get it. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and so we never saw him, but we saw, like I said, we saw elk there every day. And so it was kind of crazy. It was counterintuitive to anything that it's, it's so crazy just how, how you know, that's what those animals are doing. They're trying well, to survive. Yeah. It, yeah, I mean, it's like the, you got to find like, it's the same with whitetail on public. Yeah. Like you got to find those like overlook spots, yeah. mm -hmm. right? Same with any animal that's getting highly pressured. I mean, you, you just got to find them. Find dude. them, yeah. Yep. yeah. Finding yeah. them's half the battle. And then, yeah. and then it takes a miracle, like yeah. we said. You know, I, I keep running it back in my head. That thing was at 41 yards when we measured it. Yeah. 41 yards. Yeah. I set my, like, if I would have done, done anything 45, else, you'd have missed over him, man. Everything. Yep. And so then part of me is like, should I even go to a single pin? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. everybody's like, yeah, single pin's great. And then I'm yeah. like, yeah, if you have time to move it to the if range you have. You that know? or so, if you have time yeah. to range the animal. or exactly. I mean, the good thing with elk, though, is they're so big. So big. You've got a little bit of, wiggle like, room, yeah. wiggle room. Yeah. yeah. Well, I tell you, do not. No, no you don't. <laughs> Heck no. Yeah. They're so fast, dude. Dude, it's it's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only way to put so it. So you don't white tail hunt very uh, much. I have a couple times. I just yeah. like I said, my the hard part for me is just sitting there. And and yeah. they're, I mean, that's 
that's part of the battle. Even with elk, man, there's probably times where if I would have sat, we would have killed something. But sure. I just mentally, I couldn't do it. Same with yeah. turkey, you know? Like, yeah. I've probably spooked. I've seen probably more turkey than most people, and I've probably bumped more turkeys than most people, but at least I saw something, you know? Yeah. Like for yeah. me, it's like yeah. we always called ourselves the, the nature watchers. We had, like, a hunting group, and we called ourselves the nature's watchers for a long time until we killed something. Now it's a hunt club. <laughs> might <laughs> might want to rename yourselves to the boot spookers. Boot yeah. spookers. Yeah, there you go. I like that um, no, but tur- I mean, speaking of turkey, I mean, that's like probably my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. It's so yeah. fun. It's Just so getting one fun. fired up. And, but I mean, patience kills a lot, you know? Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Especially with turkeys, whitetail, even, even elk. Elk. You know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, patience I, kills. I always, Billings was supposed to go on this trip this last, this, this fall. And I said, dude, we, that wallow, that mm. first day we found it or whatever day, I said, if we would have stuck you there every day, it would have taken, you know, a little bit to get there. Sure. But you could take your time getting to it. You know, like mm-hmm. there's some fitness involved. It doesn't have to be like the ridiculous stuff that we do when we go. Yeah. And I said, if you would have sat in that wallow, you would have killed something for sure. Yeah. And so, uh, I mean, there's there's different tactics to all of it. You know, you can yeah. be the, the wide open and, and go and move and that you're going to get some chances, but you can also sit, you know, and there's yep. some, something to the patience part of it. I just, I'm really bad with patience. Yeah, yeah no, I get that. <laughs> yeah. So I sound like my little brother, man. <laughs> I tried to take him deer hunting. He's like two hours into it. He's like, dude, I'm ready to go. Yeah. I'm ready to get down. This is boring. <laughs> dude, I couldn't even get my little brother to get in a tree, man. Yeah. I told him, I was like, yeah, we'll sit there for four hours before we see something. He's like, I'm not even I'm going. I'm not doing yeah. That. Yeah. that. Yeah, so that sounds like death to me. Yeah. You know, I'm like, <laughs> um, can we at least like maybe spot and stalk? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Doesn't really, you can't really do that here, you know. Like yeah. we don't have the the large swath of land that you could really mm-hmm. do that. And yeah, out west, it's a lot easier. Out west, yeah. you could do that. We got we got some large pieces of public you could possibly do that on, like Standing Stone, yeah. mm-hmm. um, um, Bridgestone down there in Sparta. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, where's TJ? Ed, TJ goes to it's not Edgar Evans, is it? It's one yeah, of the, Edgar yeah, Evans. Goes, yeah. That's one of the places he goes. <laughs> places. Steep. That's Steep. like elk country. Yeah, elk country. <laughs> that felt, is elk it felt country. like I was elk hunting when we went. Yeah. That was terrible. Yeah. yeah. Have yep. you, uh, when you went, was the elevation an issue for you? It takes about a day or two for me to get pretty, you know, not acclimatized, but, you know, to feel Good. normal-ish. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's still, I don't think you really ever get used to it because there's there's less air there, you know, yeah. less pressure. So um, the biggest thing is like at night when you're, you're in the middle of sleep, you try to roll over something, you're like... I'm out of breath, you know, yeah. I'm, I feel like I'm going to die. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I feel like um, with what I do and what we do, that being out of breath is pretty regular. So yeah, I don't, really, not that think big of it, a don't really think of anything about it. The biggest thing is the dry air, like yeah. my mouth gets yeah. dry and stuff like that. I'm actually, this year we're talking about doing, well, we're in on doing the, there's a Leadville 100 mountain bike race and it's all above 10,000 feet, and it's oh, cool. about a month before elk hunting. So that'll be a good wake-up call to do that before. So, But, yeah, I think, you know, that's something that definitely plays into it. We do a lot of uh, leading up to it, probably a month or two leading up to it. We'll do some workouts with some shooting, yeah. so your heart rate's jacked Golly. up a little Have bit. Have you seen yeah. those? Uh, the, there's a company that makes, like, a mask. Yeah, that, that the replicates the high altitude. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't love those things because most of the time it limits your workout so much that you're not getting the same workout in. Sure. Okay. Um, what I've read a lot about is doing a high intensity type piece and maybe mm-hmm. during your recovery wearing wearing that mask okay. for probably ten okay. minutes after, maybe just walking on a treadmill or something like that, just to get your body used to it. Um, but I don't think yeah. there's anything really. You know, they they yeah. market to it, but I don't think it's that crazy to do it. Dude, yeah. I'll tell you this. I went to Hawaii earlier this year and hunted goats. Oh. And the, the first day I was hunting like 2,000 feet. Yeah. And then the second day, like I slept at 2,000 feet as yeah. well. And then the next day I was at 11,000 feet hunting. Mess you up. Absolutely killed me. Yeah. 11,000. <laughs> was the worst. 10,000 is a big difference. Like, yeah. yeah. Once you get above 10,000, it's a it's almost a little bit of a it's difference. two miles high, Oh, dude, it was, it was terrible because I parked at 9,500. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I hiked up to a 10,000 foot cliff, like cliff side and then glassed over to try to find some goats yeah and then after that i turned around and found them up the mountain i was like well crap and so i started walking up but dude that was terrible was man. that those feral goats that, yeah, feral yeah. Okay. Goats. i've watched that yeah. the meat eater episode yeah that, that's how i found out about did it did you yeah i would just so happen to go to be going to hawaii yeah. and i watched the episode and i was like i'm going i'm gonna try yeah. you were talking to the guy that was taking yeah them, danny right? bolton oh, okay yeah, cool. yeah i was, I was awesome. talking to him on instagram 
Yeah. It's pretty funny. It looks fun, man. I, that's that's Dude, on my list. Cheap. And I've got a buddy that lives out in Maui, and so he was like, we can do and the whole media, yeah. that, that whole episode, mm-hmm. basically. He's like, we can go spearfish one day, and then we can go yeah. hunt goats and hogs. And I was like, absolutely. Yeah, dude. I want to I wanna try to kill an axis out on Lanai. Lanai. Yeah. Yeah. It looks awesome. Dude, I will list. tell you this. There is a crap ton of goats. Really? That's like, what it looks like. Like, like if you think it's going to be like elk hunting, yeah. no. no. You turn every direction, shooting, there's a hundred goats. More like pheasant hunting, where it's <laughs> oh, more like dude. pheasant shooting. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's wild, man. And, and even with pigs, there's a there's a unit you want to get on, though, and they only do it. It's only open for like a month out of the year. Yeah. Uh, every, everywhere else is obviously year-round, right. but it's the Wawa on the big island. Mm-hmm. But that is completely fenced in. Uh, and okay. so they tried to control the population. So yeah. instead of killing them off, they just fenced them in. Oh, and so it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. <laughs> and it's hilarious. Like we were like just driving. Fish dude, in a barrel, man. Dude, basically. like literally uh, the, the unit was closed, but we were on the edge of that unit and un- another unit. And I had all my equipment with me. And uh, I pulled out of the truck, and I literally just walked like a hundred yards, tried to like get on a group of them. I scared them off, but there's just so many, so many of them. Yeah, Sounds I had my like wife and our two friends in the car just waiting there, and I was yeah. out there for like forty minutes trying to catch. Yeah, catch my one. wife just kept calling me like, "Hurry up!" Yeah, it was so funny. It's yeah. awesome. I want to do that, and then uh, after watching his New Zealand hunts, New Zealand yeah. looks awesome. Oh yeah, New Zealand looks sick. Incredible. Yeah, they got like red stag out there. Yeah, I think. Red stag. Yeah. They got yeah. all kind. Basically, everything there is non-native. So non-native. It's technically, yep. okay. So invasive, it's like Hawaii. So you there's can basically hunt any and everything. Year round too. There's no. Yeah. There's so no then it's exactly like Hawaii. He shot a Canadian goose with a rifle what yeah him, him, yeah. And, was him and remy warren just walk up he's yeah. like hey you want dinner he's like yeah it's like, he's like let's go shoot this goose and he's with a rifle <laughs> yeah what it the was heck? bizarre yeah there's no like hunting regulations because no. everything is uh uh non-native so. non-native yeah that's so wild, he hunted dude. i think it was like a they were going after a mountain goat and he killed a chamois mm-hmm. and then in that same episode he killed a red stag or same series he hit killed a red stag yep. they did this hog hunt where you had to they chase him with dogs and then you have to stab it with in the heart with a knife yeah golly but yeah. that's like that's apparently that's how hog hunting used to be yeah. back, what back in the day that's traditional like, yeah what the heck? you have dogs cool grab them by the back leg you come up and just knife them in the heart yeah like dude that's what we're talking about hard hard we're talking about ever. Pers- yeah. like personal you know yeah. Like yeah. that's you know, it's easy. That's to, respect. Yeah. That's shooting, what that is. Shooting something <laughs> with a bow is hard. You yeah. know, like yeah. you, it's you're up close and personal. Rifle, yeah, still hard, but a little bit less personal. Stabbing mm-hmm. something in the heart, that's with a yeah, knife. That's, with that's a knife. hard. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's cool. Uh, so, do you do any duck hunting or anything else? I've done some duck hunting. Uh, I'd like to do more of it. I just don't, I mean, we don't have anything great around here. So, traveling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've, I've been to Arkansas a couple of times. I really enjoyed duck hunting. Um, but the guy that I've been with a couple of times have not been good duck hunts. So, yeah. you know, yeah. um, I've killed a couple, but nothing, nothing crazy. Pheasant, we've done pheasant hunting in uh, South Dakota, Chamberlain, South Dakota. You talk about some fun. Oh, For dude. Real. Pheasant hunting. You, yes, it's sir. Not, it's not hunting. It's pheasant shooting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it was awesome. Yeah. I, we, we haven't done that yet. We I went to, uh, I actually, last year with uh, some of our uh, YouTube ambassadors, we did, uh, I went out to South Dakota and hunted okay. in Chamberlain. Thunderstick? Uh, no, we didn't. Okay. We were deer hunting on oh, some okay. public gotcha. out there. Okay. Um, but Go to with thund- that, with that being said, Lodge. yeah, with that being said, though, we hiked into this piece on the White River, and dude, I hiked in like two miles, man, and uh, <laughs> coming out, dude, Different. busting pheasants at oh, like, dude. oh, dude, loud. you talk about scaring Sca- the crap like out w- of you, dude, walking up on um, um, what are those in the mountain? Um, uh, we call them mountain chickens. But mountain chickens, yeah. Uh, uh, grouse. Grouse, yeah. Grouse, dude. Those things will scare, scare the, the crap, crap out of you. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Walking through the woods. Or it's like just, a rabbit around here when you're whitetail hunting. Yeah. It's just like all of a sudden out, and you're yeah. like, whoa. Yeah. So it's, so when you pheasant hunt, do you go out in the woods and shoot them, or what does that it's look usually like? usually crop fields and crop stuff. Fields, okay. You just walk okay. through the fields. Yeah, you got you dogs that will bust them out. And the dogs are and incredible. That's one of the oh, yeah, coolest dude. things you've ever seen, yeah. yeah. Usually get in a line, you push this you know row of corn that they've left up, mm-hmm. and then you put two guys on the end as blockers. You'll have two guys kind of up here on the wings, and then you have, you know, depending how wide it is, two or three guys here pushing. And then you just kind of the dogs will kind of work back and forth. And yeah. then, and what pheasant want to do is they want to run before they want to fly. And so they'll yeah. run to these end guys. And if you're the end guys, you get 
You get uh, all those opportunities. You get a couple extra or <laughs> yeah. uh, you get shot. Yeah. yeah. One, one, of, the buddies, or, one yeah. of our buddies, I hear, bang, low bird. And then I'm like, <laughs> you know, you get pellets every once in a while yeah. and you feel yeah, them yeah. like this. You get peppered every once in a while. This felt like somebody took them and chucked them at my chest. So we always joked that Marlon shot me. Yeah. <laughs> it, wasn't a, it wasn't a pepper. Like, it was like, ooh, that, like, I felt that, that, that hurt. You know? That hurt a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, we always yeah. joke, Marlon shot me, but pheasant hunting was a blast. Yeah. Um, but like I said, you're just. I mean, limiting out within yeah. three hours, and then you're back at the lodge. It's a gentleman's hunt. So yeah. My basically. big thing I want to do now is uh, we, I'm, we're going to try to go to Alaska and do a moose-caribou combo. Heck yeah, That's dude. what I want to do. And nice. then uh, I, I think bear's on my list now, black bear, after watching a couple of meat eater episodes. The yeah. meat oh. sounds like it's incredible. Oh, I definitely want to kill a black bear yeah. Yeah. for sure with my bow. I don't want to mess with a grizzly bear. Uh, yeah. They're terrifying. Yeah, yeah that's the one thing. That like, I'm just like, you know what? I'll, I'll stay away yeah. from the grizzly. Yeah, grizzly yeah. country is uh, it's scary stuff. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Um, that's but. hilarious. Yeah, we went. Me and my wife went to Washington last year, and uh, that like the area we were hiking was grizzly country. And uh, I literally was stayed up all night the night before just looking up stuff looking up about it. And I, dude, yeah. I was just getting freaked out. I was like, yeah. babe, I don't know if we should do this. Like, this does not look like a good idea. Uh-uh. She's like, no, it'll be fine. And then we, yeah. like, get up on the mountain. And then I see one sign that says grizzlies. Like, beware of grizzlies. And yeah. then we get, like, 200, 300 feet up more. And then there's another sign. And it says, beware of more grizzlies. Oh, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me, dude. In the thick of it now. Yeah. yeah. And, it was, and, dude, it was super foggy. So we couldn't see, like, 25, 30 I'm yards in front of yeah, us. No, oh, it was that. terrible. There's not many dude. things that scare me, but grizzlies. Yeah. There was this one well, video a couple of years ago where they re-released one back into the wild, and they've got mm-hmm. this, like, Jurassic Park truck that they're backing up, <laughs> and they have a GoPro set up, and they yeah. release this thing, and this thing attacks the GoPro within two seconds. God. Well, they say, they say like, you know, if you get surprised by a grizzly, you don't have time nothing. to pull. Yeah. You don't have time to pull a spray. You don't have time to pull a gun. Nothing. Dude, yeah. you're getting mauled. Yeah. No matter what. No matter what. I, like it, if you get surprised, if you don't see the grizzly, you're dead. And you get surprised by the grizzly, you're, you're getting dead. mauled. Yeah. <laughs> you might you're not dead. die, but you're going to be hurt. Like, Jelly. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, I mean, I keep going back to meat eater. There's that episode. Where the one keeps charging. They're shooting at its feet and it's yeah. still charging. Yeah. yeah. They don't care. That's wild. I had a, I don't know if it was a black bear or grizzly bear, but my uncle went hunting in Alaska and uh, they were, they were, they got off the boat because you can't shoot them from the boat. Right. And then uh, literally they went in like a hundred yards and they had like two or three start charging them from different directions. And uh, he's like, man, he's like, what do I do here? He's like, what do we do here? And the guy's like, well, you shoot them. Like, don't just stand here. (laughs) And so they were like 150 yards. He ranged it in and then like pulled up his, pulled up the scope, looked through it, ranged it again, and it was like 45, oh, okay. and he just started firing. Did he get it? Yeah, no, he okay. killed it, but he's got it mounted, and its like, awesome. claws are out. That is that is cool, but I just I don't yeah, know if I no. want to be in that situation. No, he uh, sadly, he, he has a testicular cancer, <sighs> but so he literally pissed himself when that happened. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, no yeah. Doubt. Heck yeah. yeah. But uh, it, was, it was super funny, man. I just bought one of those uh, marsupial uh, bino cases, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so I bought the handgun. Oh yeah, that goes oh, absolutely. In case when we go out, you know, like in Colorado, you don't have to worry about black or uh, brown bears, but yeah. black bears. We've had a couple. We had one run in one time last year at a wall that we all had bear tags too. But we walk up over this little rise, and my buddy he turns around, and he goes, "Look behind me." And I'm like, <laughs> I can't really see behind me. Yeah. And he's trying to knock an arrow, like he's like, whatever. And I'm, what do you what what is it? And he's like, "Look over my left shoulder." And I'm like, and he's. Using just, a couple other words, yeah, and yeah. so I look up and I'm like, "That's a bear!" And so <laughs> yeah, we all yeah. just like, and I, uh, uh, I, think, I don't think TJ was with us, but we all just dispersed trying to go after this bear, like with bows, yeah. like yeah, we're yeah, like yeah. idiots, <laughs> you know, like and Indians or something. Go, yeah, we're just like, <laughs> and then everybody's kind of in their own, and nobody can see each other, so we're like, "This wasn't what, smart." What do we yeah. do now? You know, so we <laughs> three of us came back to the same spot where we all left, which you should do. Yeah, one yeah. of the other guys was gone. And we couldn't find him. So we're in the middle of Colorado. And Jeez. somehow, like an hour later, we, we all sit down. The three of us sat down. We ate lunch. We're like, oh, he'll come back. Stephen will come back. Never comes back. Golly. So we just start hunting. We're like, all right, screw this, it. Uh, Go find his way. Gadsbury? <laughs> Gadsbury. Yeah. yeah. Stephen? Yep. Yeah. And yeah. so we're just sitting there. And so we're, we kind of we thought we heard a bugle. So we kind of go investigate a little bit. So we're walking around. And then finally, we're like, all right, there's nothing. So we start creeping back up this ridge and sure enough I look up and there's Steven just sunning <laughs> in the middle of this and I'm like taking a nap. We, we've hunted so long together that we know yeah, like yeah, where yeah. each other's gonna be so yeah you know Steven though uh just through uh I think TJ had like 
said, "Hey, we need to get this guy okay, hunting Stevens, out of this." Stevens, the man. And then I reached out to, yeah, I reached out to him and um, talked to him several oh, cool. times. Yeah, yeah, he'll be there. He'll be here this weekend. So yes. Yeah, oh yeah, man. Dude. He's a cool. Catholic priest and yeah. you know, one of my good hunting friends. So yeah, uh, yeah. He's a funny. He's the one actually that we were creeping through the woods, and <clears throat> this was the first year in Gunnison, and uh, we're just it's middle of the day, so we didn't want to sit, so we're just kind of like real slow through heavy timber. And I'm walking, and I look down, and I mean, this ray of sun is just right on the back of this bull. And I'm, and he's just looking around, and all you see is this huge rack. And I'm like, yeah. even, come here. <laughs> and so he's the one that had kind of found that spot and had hunted the year before. So I was like, yeah. you, you take the shot. And he's like, you sure? And I was like, yeah. So he starts, like, getting his bow ready, and he's like, here, take my backpack. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. And he's like, here, take this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, do that. And it was like, we have it all on video. I think it was like four or five minutes. Yeah. And instead of all he needed to do was step forward into a shooting lane, he tried to close the distance a little bit. And like mm. I said, he hit a twig. And all of a sudden, you hear, gone. Like yeah. within two Golly. seconds. And then a you bark see. And, a... and then you just see cow, cow, Jeez. cow, oh cow. Oh, my and gosh. And it's like, ah. Oh. And so, like yeah. I said, so Steven, I, um, if I see it, I'm taking the shot. I don't care what Steven says. That's like, yeah. <laughs> like I, like I, I was saying, never do that again. Pa- patience kills. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I will never Dude, do that again. Dude, that's funny because we were talking about earlier how you guarantee you probably had hundreds of elk around oh, yeah. you and had no clue. I saw this video yesterday. These guys were elk hunting, and the guy was glassing in front of him, and he had an elk literally like 40, 50 yards in front of him, had no clue, no clue. turned around, was glassing, and his friend's like 100 yards just videoing oh, on yeah. his phone. And then just like one elk passes and then another one. And then his buddies, like you can see the camera shaking because mm-hmm. he's waving at them. And yeah. then he turns around and they're all gone. And then he turns back around. And he's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you, know? you can't see them, man. They're, it's, like, they're, it's, it's crazy what those things can do and how they can hide and what they can hide in. That's wild, dude. That's yeah. like mule deer too, man. They they don't call them gray ghosts for nothing. No. Yeah. They will disappear like that. I will say I've seen more mule deer elk hunting than I've seen elk <laughs> oh, yeah. hunting. You know, yeah, like, but you know what? You I know, have no mule deer tag. They I know was about it, to know? say, you know what's funny is if you had a mule deer tag, you wouldn't see exactly. any mule deer. I mean, we were in 53 or 63 in Gunnison unit, yeah. and it there, apparently it's like one of the best draw units for mule deer. Yeah. And at one point I saw this mule deer, and I, for a minute, was like, that's an elk. Yeah. And then, dude, they got trophy mule deer over in the yeah. There was like yeah. four of them together too, and they were all like, uh, it Giants. was. It blew my mind. I was, oh. I'm playing tricks in my mind. I'm like, is that an elk? It's got to yeah. be an elk. And they were just freaking massive mule deer. So yeah, so we 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 definitely plan on going out west next year, um, putting yeah, in September. for tags and. I, I just started talking to those hunting fool guys, hunting fools. Yeah, and where they help you kind of with tags and stuff, mm-hmm. and so yep. I don't know. I haven't really dug into it too much, but I've got yeah. a a B tag in Idaho, the Panhandle, and nice. then um, I don't. We don't really have a plan other than that next year. So let nice. us know. Obviously, elk. Yeah, that's where yeah. I'm at right yeah. now. Like I said, until I want to do a moose, and I, I think mule deer eventually. But yeah, I said like I. I mean, we've got whitetail in the house at the house and yeah i just i just haven't gotten there yet maybe one of these days i'll get there yeah. but when you get older and start settling yeah, down a little yeah, bit yeah. You might, that'll be it you yeah, might well, go and climb in a tree make stand. your own high fence and yeah, problem right? solved keep them in yeah keep them <laughs> yeah. in you'll just go grab some elk and throw them out in the woods yeah i mean there's elk in uh yeah, is it monterey uh, is it monterey yeah i can't remember there's a farm there uh, or something well there's a farm there but then yeah. there's like those uh, there's a herd in kentucky there's now. a herd so we did a we did a podcast with um Rick. Um, Rick Taylor, he's the local uh, CVA Bergara rep. He's actually their social media strategist. He mm-hmm. is his position okay. or whatever. But yep. um, so he's also an elk guide for Tennessee. Oh, okay. So like w- you know, there's a draw. Yeah, you get like seven elk tags hunt. or something. Yeah, there's like, like seven tags period throughout the state. But you know, we do have a, a population of elk. It's actually northeast Tennessee. Is that right? Yeah, Northeast Tennessee and in in Kentucky, Kentucky, and then actually a lot of people don't know this either. But Cherokee, North Carolina, mm-hmm. has a crap ton of elk, dude. Really? Yeah. Um, but the ones in Tennessee, you can there's like draw, yeah. you, draw seven only. tags or whatever. Uh, but he he guided on that elk hunt That's for yeah. somebody, and That's they cool. killed a bull, dude, a good bull too. Yeah, That's really cool. good yeah. one. So, yeah, a really good one. Uh, the funny thing about those elk is, is like they're used to human interaction yeah. because, <laughs> yeah. like up there where they're at, that unit they're in, um, there's a bunch of like 
ATV trails, you oh, know, side yeah. by side yeah. and stuff like. That. So, so they're they used. They're, they're used to seeing people all the time. And so only seven of them are getting killed a year. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He said they went in and like, what do you say? Forty five minutes into the hunt, yeah, they killed yeah. so, the bull. Well, they they were ahead of schedule, yeah. so he was like, "Well, he's like, let's just stay back at the the side by side. We'll wait." Yeah, and then they literally got up to the fence to cross into the into the. It's like public or the private, whatever they were hunting, it's public, and uh, think, they yeah. didn't even cross the fence. And there's two bulls fighting. Yeah, you know. It's and like then he's those, like, well, those great. Cam Haynes hunts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> but like, yeah. I don't know, man. But in Tennessee, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah I, I would love cool. to draw that hunt. Man. I know, right? Just be right in your backyard. Not like, have to drive out or go out west, which I do love going out west. But yeah. yeah oh, it's yeah, beautiful for sure. out there. For yeah. sure. Yeah, we'll have to go to Hawaii or something, man. That'd be awesome. That'd be really cool. Yeah, heck yeah. I'm all for it. I know the area now. So, yeah. Or at least on the big island. But Yeah, access to it would be fun. Share a duck blind or something somewhere. Yeah. There we go. We uh we were we're kind of obsessed with duck hunting right yeah. now because <laughs> yeah. we just got back from Real Foot uh, last weekend. I got into it a couple of years ago, and then like I said, I just I I enjoyed the ones that I was on, but we didn't kill anything. So yeah, yeah. it wasn't. I mean, we killed like one duck. Yeah, you know, or yeah. one snow goose, goose, yeah. snow goose. Yeah. yeah, it was just well, it was like a such a crazy experience oh, going dude, on Real wild. Foot Lake because like you're literally in an elevated blind. All in the middle of the lake, mm-hmm. yeah. And we were there all day, man. Yeah. And it's it was it was awesome. We we killed nineteen ducks the first day. Jeez. Yeah, it's like ten the second day. No, eight the second day, okay. and then nine the third day. And then me and another guy stayed for half a day. We we had only planned to hunt three days, but we were like, eh, tomorrow well. the sun's supposed to shine. Yeah, and these guys are saying the sun brings the ducks out so let's stay yeah. well the sun didn't shine oh. yeah. <laughs> the weatherman lied to us again yeah. <laughs> like um, they always do so yeah. we only we only killed one duck that night that Last fourth day. day yeah yeah i shot a uh susie mallard off like one shot one nice. kill it there was pretty go. sweet um and then missed the slowest canvas back ever <laughs> flying in the world <laughs> bang, bang, i was bang. trying to lead it and yeah. it was like barely flying and i'm like <laughs> shot out in front of this thing all three times so. well the funny thing was too is uh we would have killed a lot more birds the first and the second day but all of us sucked at shooting <laughs> dude. yeah dude we Couldn't missed so well, yeah we saw birds. dude the first or second day i can't remember first day. yeah first day we had like over 300 birds over us Jeez. just yeah. throughout the whole day but dude, we just couldn't shoot a dang thing. See, I think I, I think I would be addicted to duck hunting if I saw three hundred birds. But yeah. like I said, the couple of times we went, we went. Uh, I can't remember where we went. It was in East Tennessee somewhere. And we, my buddy's like, we got to get there. It's opening morning. It was I forgot. He's like, we got to get there at. It was like midnight to get mm-hmm. a spot. It was on public. Uh, okay, uh, yeah, public that's why. Okay. Anyway, yeah. so we go midnight, right? And he's like, the spot's gonna be amazing. We're there, and they had a fire and stuff. I end up. Trying to sleep in the boat. The boat was too small for four of us to sleep in. So I'd uh, yeah. sleep in a crook of a tree. Yeah. Like if I fall out of this tree, I'm dead. Yeah. But I was trying to fall asleep. We yeah, wake yeah. up the next morning. We killed one duck. Uh, Golly. And me and me and the, my buddy both shot it. And so it was just like. So who's taking it home? I know. I mean, <laughs> you was, get half a breast. Yeah. I got half a breast. So it was. Golly. That was one of my duck hunts. And yeah. so I, you know. We had a couple other decent ones. Nothing great. You know, we'd yeah. kill eight or ten ducks between three or four guys. But. Oh man, I, I sounds awesome to do a dude. A it's real really duck cool, hunt. man. That was my first time ever duck hunting too. So yeah, and it was a uh, you know it's a guided hunt, obviously, but it was relatively cheap for yeah. for yeah. what it was like yeah, two hundred a person a day. Well, it's like my one buddy goes to I forget which one something flats, and he, he took a video of the blind, and there's yeah. like a chef in there cooking yeah. Yeah. and yeah. all yep. that type of stuff, yep. and you're yeah. just you know you got these little flaps that you're going out exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. It's, it's very it's awesome. very bougie. Yeah, who yeah. cares? But it's yeah. very fun. Yeah. It is very fun. That's we that, ate that's well. That pheasant, yeah. that pheasant hunts the same way. Oh like, yeah. Like yeah. I said, it's a gentleman's hunt. You're going yeah. out, you're hunting, you're coming back, and you're eating. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. right. It was yeah. great. Yeah, food was great. Ducks were great. Yeah. I mean, just the whole experience was camaraderie crazy. was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we had a great time, man. Yeah. yeah, got some really cool footage too. So yeah, all about the content. Exactly. Yeah. So my buddy, that's what our our media guy. He's like, yeah, it'd be great content. You know. Yeah. So it's exactly what I say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, cool, man. Well, I appreciate you joining us, yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, what's your plugs? Like, give me your Instagram, uh, stuff like that. I, I don't currently run my Instagram. I We have somebody that runs it, but, okay. um, you know, every once in a while you'll see. If you, if it's something usually sarcastic, it's usually my post, other than that's <laughs> all sponsor stuff, but uh, yeah. at Rich Froning okay. on Instagram and then our uh, YouTube channel, which you, there's quite a bit of hunting stuff on there now. Uh, cool. It's just CrossFit Mayhem. 
cool. And then as far as like uh, CrossFit Mayhem. CrossFit Mayhem or yeah. MayhemNation.com okay. is uh, where all of our stuff is. Mayhem Athlete. So there's a lot of, like I said, we do a lot of individualized programming. There's a lot of, um, you know, for hunting, there's the everyday athlete. Um, there's uh, Angelo, who's okay. a firefighter. He does this... Um, kind of a military police fire but it'd be incredible for people that are trying to go out west and hunt and, cool. and do that type of stuff so yeah yeah we got a lot of firefighters a lot of cops a lot mm-hmm. of you know ex-military yeah so, current military as well yeah if, they, if you guys are interested in crossfit at all man go check out rich's stuff yeah this CrossFit is the guy to do it so appreciate he, he he's yeah. the man yeah. so. literally appreciate you guys having four-time me. world champ let's get yeah. on the hunt let's get on the hunt Absolutely, yeah let's make it happen man, man. i'm well, in Dude, we'll appreciate you, man. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Appreciate it, guys.